0: In today's episode, we're going to cover five roadblocks slash lessons I have encountered on my journey from six figures to seven figures in my business. Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Freedom fly. Choose to do what you want, what you want, with who you want, with who you want, when you want, when you want, with another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. What's up, Action Academy family? It is your boy, Brian Lubin, Hoping you get rich, happy, and free with a capital F in your life and business, baby. Now, this podcast is super cool for multiple reasons, and you should 1000% share it with anybody you've ever come in contact with in your human existence. One of the reasons it's cool is you get direct access to these mega entrepreneurs, these guys that are eight-figure, nine-figure billionaires that have built these companies with hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars in revenue in these massive teams of thousands of people that work for them. And you get access to me, Brian Lubin, the guy building his little baby business on the back end. And so both perspectives are equally entertaining and awesome, because it's great for you guys to hear conceptually how a massive business is run. But when you first leave your job, you're not going to have a massive business, you're going to have a baby business just like me, and you're going to go through the same struggles that I'm going through right now. So this is going to be an episode that's a Business update on the Action Academy Community slash Mastermind. The back end business behind the podcast. I'm currently in phase two of my scaling process for this year. The goal is over a million dollars ARR, which is annual recurring revenue. Right now we are in six figures, so we're scaling right now from six figures to seven figures. So there's a bunch of roadblocks, bunch of things that I'm messing up at, and things that I just didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And now that I have encountered them and I've messed up in multiple ways and I've gotten help to get better, I want to document this for two reasons. One, it's going to be very cool to look back on this a couple of months from now, years from now, and say, oh, man, this was a cool little milestone in the journey of entrepreneurship, right? And two, me documenting my struggles is going to be the most beneficial for you guys because a lot of you are in W-2s transitioning into entrepreneurship, just like I am here. Or you are an entrepreneur that is running kind of a one man show and you're transitioning into a larger organization, getting up to that eight figure mark. And when I say one man show, I'm referring to the Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, where you have uh, four boxes, four squares. On the left hand side, you have employee and self-employed. And on the right, you have investor and business owner. So what happens is you go from employee to essentially self-employed. And that's where a lot of business owners are that think they're business owners, but really they just have created another job for themselves. And they may have a small team working for them, but not with them. So they are doing everything themselves. They're not thinking like a business owner yet. So the goal is to take our skills to set identities from the left side of the quadrant to the right side of the quadrant. And that's going to be some of the topics that we discuss today. In today's episode, we're going to cover five roadblocks slash lessons I have encountered on my journey from six figures to seven figures in my business. Before we dive in, I need to A, describe what my business actually is for new listeners and B, tell you guys why I'm giving you a peek behind the curtain at all, honestly. So my business is I run a mastermind community on the back of the Action Academy podcast. My entire business model is the opposite of most mastermind groups that will teach you the secret method to achieving financial freedom or the five-step secret formula to multifamily acquisition and all this stuff. I think it's bullcrap. So what I do is I actually just give you all the information for free, everything valuable that I could possibly imagine I give for free in the Action Academy podcast. So I lead with that. And then what we sell in the community is execution, accountability, connection, collaboration, partnership, because the reality of the situation is it's great that you're listening to the sound of my voice every day. That is so awesome. I'm so thankful for you. But that's just like turning on the game console, right? You're not even playing the game yet. You're just turning on the console and picking up the controller. Because here's the reality of the situation: we could do a five-hour podcast walking you step by step through how to acquire a 100-unit apartment complex. We could show you how to find the deal, how to underwrite the deal, how to analyze the deal, how to cement LOI on the deal, how to raise capital for the deal, how to close on the deal at the closing table with the different fees and attorneys and partners, how to manage the deal, how to exit the deal, and you'd maybe listen for the five hours, but you still wouldn't do anything because you don't have the structure in place to knock out a goal like that. You don't have the confidence in place. You don't have the vision in place. You don't have the team in place. You don't have the mentors in place to guide you through this emotionally and to hold your hand while at the same time kicking your ass whenever you're not making your broker dials. Like you don't have somebody that's sitting to the left of you saying, hey, did you call 50 brokers this week? And then when you tell them, I don't know what to say, I don't know what conversations to have, then they literally give you their call scripts. Like that's what mastermind is. If you wanted to climb Mount Everest, you wouldn't just go watch a YouTube video on climbing Mount Everest. How to climb Everest solo. You wouldn't do that. You would go hire the guide that's been doing it for 30 years over and over again. And you'd also assemble a team to climb with. You would go with that team, get prepped, get acclimated to the altitude, and then set out on your adventure. So, if we wouldn't watch a YouTube video to climb Everest, why are we trying to take on all these other goals like that? Why are we trying to YouTube video and podcast our way to success? It doesn't work. So, I'm here on a podcast telling you this, guys. It's a free game. I'll give you all the information that you need to leave your job, but the mastermind is what actually helps you get out of your job. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox now. That's the Action Academy community. That's what's interesting for you. You should apply. Now, why am I sharing my struggles with you? Why am I sharing anything that I'm doing wrong? Because that would be detrimental at face value to people joining the community, right? Wrong, I think, at least. Because no other mastermind is going to tell you the business model behind it. None. But my kicker is, I want all of you to run masterminds. I want all of you to run courses and run your own businesses so it benefits everyone for me to share how I'm messing up so that you can take these lessons and make your life better because that's why we do all of this is so your life can be just a little bit better for listening to the sound of my voice for 15 to 20 minutes today. Cool. So enough talking. Let's get into it. Lesson number one that I have learned, and this is actually leading off with something that I did 100% correctly. I did this the right way is hire a coach, hire a business coach. I'll go ahead and preface that a business coach is going to be more expensive than a traditional life coach because now we're directly impacting revenue, right? So it's an ROI situation. Most business coaches, I believe, will start around the $25,000 per year mark and then get up into $50,000, $100,000 for business coaches worth their salt. So the coach I hired is $50,000 per year. He was asking for $30,000 up front and the rest to be paid out through a plan. But what do we talk about on this show, guys? We talk about creative financing strategies and this thing called seller financing, which is kind of what I did. I basically seller financed my business coach. I said, Hey, that's a great price. I want you. Like, I had interviewed four different coaches and I had multiple references from other buddies that are high level that I know that worked with him. So he got results. Personalities were a fit. I was like, I want to work with you. I don't want to take $30,000 out of my operating account right now. That will put me into scarcity and will directly negatively impact the business. So how about I pay you double what you're asking for, but we do 10% of gross revenue paid in quarterly dividends until the 1 million mark, which is my ultimate goal for this year. So that way, both of our interests are aligned, you get double your going rate, and I don't have to operate from a place of scarcity in my business with my cash flow. So that's what we did. We said yes. And it's been an awesome relationship so far. Every single week we meet on Mondays and he rips me apart (laughs) for about two hours. And it's been a humbling experience to say the least. But without him being there to offer his decades of perspective, I wouldn't be able to provide the best experience to people that are in the community. I would be just waffling my way through it. Instead, I can fail fast, fail forward, and be able to make a way better product than other people doing it. So out the gate, if you guys do the math, that's a $100,000 investment back into my own community as soon as it began. So I put my money where my mouth is. Remember guys, business is just a game of paying down our debt of ignorance. You have to pay down that debt as fast as possible. And that's either going to be with time or with money. So in the beginning, we hustle for our mentors and for our coaches. We do work for free. But then once your time becomes very valuable, you have to pay the price. You have to pay the piper. So that's what I did. Lesson number two, which is the first mistake I made, was hiring a very bubbly and sweet executive assistant. That is not what I needed in my life. That is especially what I didn't need in my business. No hate to her no harm, no foul. It was 100% on me. She just did not have the personality type that I required for my business. Let me explain this in very in-depth terms so you guys cannot make the same mistake that I did. So first and foremost, in your business, an executive assistant is going to be one of the first hires you want to make kind of across all industries. Because what happens is you pour into sales, marketing, and top line, and you start bringing in revenue and customers or clients, and then you need back-end support. You have busy work. You need paperwork that's filed out. You need payment processing. You need calendar management. You need all the administrative tasks and details managed that us, for the most part, as entrepreneurs, are really, really poor at. And that's because on a DISC profile, which is D-I-S-C, most of us as entrepreneurs are high ID. So here's what the letters stand for. D is dominance, I is influence, S is steadiness, C is conscientiousness. So high ID is going to be your type A personality, hard charging, energetic, extroverted, just shooting for the stars, creating vision, trying to make things happen, very bubbly, energetic leader. Think about that. SCs are going to be more systems and process oriented. So think of your CPA, think of your anyone that does taxes or underwriting for your properties. These are going to be people that are really, really into details. They have a meticulously kept desk. They have a meticulous schedule. Everything has its proper place in their life. They know exactly where everything is at every single moment. And if you mess with their routine or you mess with their process, they will lose their effing minds on you. So here's where I went wrong. I hired a high-ID executive assistant. What am I? Extremely high-ID. So guess who was good at the admin work, the data, the details? Neither of us. So obviously, it was doomed for failure for the beginning. I just didn't know what I didn't know. So if you are type A and you're all over the place, super scattered and energetic, and you're like a volcano of entrepreneurial spirit, you need to hire somebody that's an SC that is going to change the game for you because their brain is going to directly complement your brain. You don't want to work with somebody that's exactly like you because then one of you isn't needed. So when you're hiring, even for a virtual assistant, you need to go find a free online disk assessment and you send it to them to take and you don't tell them what you're looking for. You just see what their results are. And then if you get you an SC, cling on to them for dear life. They're your favorite people. Mistake slash lesson number three, I did not have enough cash reserves in my operating account to justify a marketing hire that I made. So whenever you're hiring somebody new, you need to have three months of their salary saved up at minimum. This is because every hire that you make is a calculated bet. It's a risk that you are hoping will produce at least, at minimum, a three times ROI. So I hired a marketing company for my podcast. I was paying them $5,000 a month, which was a $60,000 employee, essentially. And they were claiming that they were going to bring a lot of podcast listeners to the show. And I expressed to them very strongly from the beginning that I only care about the quantity if the quality is there, because it doesn't matter if you have 100,000 downloads on a podcast, if all of them are crap. I talk to very specific people with very specific problems on this podcast, and you guys are the number one reason I do everything. So it's important to me that We are reaching our target market that we can actually help. So long story short, we ended up spending about $13,000 with this company. And then I fired them because the ads that they were sending out were not targeted at all. They essentially were just blasting out ads to Google and seeing who would jump on. And that's not how I want to run my freaking business. And I found out about it and I was furious and I fired them. But the moral of the story is, and the lesson that you could take away from this, is when you're making a new hire, you need to have three months of their salary saved up in cash, ready to make that bet. So for me to have hired them, now that I know what I know now, for $5,000 a month, I would have had $15,000 in cash put aside to make a calculated bet. I'm saying, hey, this is going on black here. I'm betting this on the roulette table. This fifteen thousand dollars needs to be forty five thousand dollars, or else this person's fired. And this process is called leading with profit first. So you're leading with revenue to make your hires. And I did the opposite, to where I was banking on revenue for the hire. So I said five thousand dollars a month, sweet. Then that's only you know one or two more people in the Action Academy for me to cover that expense each month. That is a slippery slope to go down. And what happens is a lot of business owners will go that route and they'll make the hires, they'll make the investments, and then they'll bank on future revenue to cover the monthly expense of that. And the future revenue doesn't come. So thankfully, that didn't happen. We got everything covered. But that was a really cool mistake that I made a lesson that I learned that I thought would be really, really applicable for you guys. And it'd be a really good mistake for you to avoid when you're hiring your first couple of people. Mistake number four is I did not realize how business budgets worked. I just had never run one before. And this sounds stupid, but I wanted to actually share this with you guys because I literally interview entrepreneurs all day and I read all the books, I do all the things and I didn't know this. So I'm making an assumption that a lot of you guys don't know this. So there's three different buckets of kind of income, right? You have your W-2 income, you have 1099 and business owner income. So when you're a W-2, it's pretty simple. It's self-explanatory. For the most part, you get your taxes already taken out. So when you get your paycheck, your paycheck is after all the taxes paid. So pretty self-explanatory. Then that's what your net take home is fun. When you're a 1099, you get a gross paycheck. So you get all your income and then you have to, personally put aside money for taxes. So when that paycheck comes in, you can take 30% away and put it into a fund for your taxes to pay as the individual uh, later on down the road when it's tax season. And that's how it was with my podcast affiliates before I had two 1099s with the companies. And that's what we did. But when you own the business, none of this applies. (laughs) So for an LLC, if you're making $50,000 a month, you're not actually taking home $50,000 a month. And that's what I'm learning. So you have to a lot different buckets. So I'm reading Profit First right now, which is a fantastic book, highly recommend it. And also Millionaire Real Estate Agent has a good budgeting model. But essentially, we're budgeting 10% for coaching slash education. We're budgeting 10% to 15% for salaries slash outside contractors. We're budgeting 10% for marketing spend. So that's already 35% right there. And that's kind of where I want to operate. That's the margin that I'd like to operate the business at. And then what you do is you have your LLC taxed as an S-corp. So this is a process I'm going through now to where you have to pay yourself essentially a comparable salary to an outside hire for that position. So for us, it's essentially looking like forty to 50000 is what we're trying to allot. We're trying to get it as low as possible um, so I could pay myself the minimum. And then you could take what are called owner draws in the back end. But for me right now, I'm actually trying to live on as little as I can so I can reinvest everything back into the Action Academy and making the experience better and better for the members. And that sometimes includes uh, technology buys. That sometimes includes more personnel buys. And so that's my main mission right now, is to reinvest as much as humanly possible. So to get to 100,000... Plus, to get to six-figure mark, we could do that pretty decently organically. Like we just popped up there. But to go from six-figure to seven-figure, there's a lot of marketing spend that's required. So advice that I would give, even from a content creator perspective, is you have three types of media. You have borrowed media, you have owned media, and you have paid media. So borrowed media is going to be audience that you build on the backs of these social platforms. So um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever have you, Twitter. That's going to be borrowed audiences because remember the platform still owns the audience, and at any given time, it could be banned, deplatformed, whatever have you, um, especially on YouTube. So that's borrowed audience for that purpose. Owned audience is mostly email addresses. So if you have the email address, there's no company that is going to be able to say, "Hey, you cannot contact that person." Right. So this is owned media, and that's why everything that you do in your business should revolve around collecting emails, and that's where I will shamelessly plug my newsletter. I send it once a week. If you go in the link in the show description, you could sign up there or you could download a 26 page free financial freedom guide at w2toworldtravel.com. See, I'm getting better at promoting my own media, guys. <laughs> I've been terrible at, about it before. And lastly is paid media, which is what you really need to take advantage of to grow to the next level. You just need to get in front of as many eyeballs as possible and then maybe 0.5% of them will convert into a paying customer for whatever business you create. So my advice is begin getting really good with organic borrowed media. So get good at getting eyeballs organically, and then pour paid gasoline on the fire because it's easier to go from organic to paid than it is to start with paid and then get good at organic. Does that make sense? So long story short, it just takes way more spend than I anticipated to get in front of enough eyeballs to move the needle. Mistake slash lesson number five is calendar management. It is still difficult for me to figure out what is my highest and best use slash what to delegate or automate. That's a process I'm still actively working on here a year later. And I think everyone acts like it's so freaking easy to just snap out of the employee mindset and just be like, Oh, I'm a business owner. Now I know exactly what my highest and best use is. I think it's bullshit. So now that I'm a year deep, I'm starting to understand what my highest and best use actually is and how to delegate some of it off my plate. But my calendar is still all over the place. I do some things in the morning and then the next day I do them in the afternoon and I go all over the place. So now, finally, I'm starting to have some structure to it, to where my mornings are spent doing creative work and writing and vision casting and operations for Action Academy, like the community, and then the afternoons on my calls and podcasting and everything. So I finally have some structure that I can bake into each and every week. So I would just really highly recommend starting with that, because when you leave to do your own thing, you have all this blank space on your calendar and you have no idea what to do with it now. And nobody talks about this, but it was stressful and anxiety producing for me in the beginning. You're like, oh, I've got my freedom. But you're like, okay, now what? (laughs) So that has been a process for me. And I would highly recommend focusing on that from the very beginning and time blocking different activities. Even activities such as vision planning for your business touching base with your executive assistant and your team, all these different things that you don't think to put on the calendar, you need to put on the calendar. So those are five mistakes slash lessons I have made on my journey from six figure to seven figure in my business. Hopefully those were beneficial for you guys. And that's the pod. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey, real quick. If you're still listening to today's episode, I'm assuming you got value from it. So I need your help specifically. My two-year vision with this show is to help over 1 million people do what they want, when they want, with who they want, and I can only do that with your help. There are two main ways that a podcast grows. One is through ratings and reviews, and the other is word of mouth. If you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as send this to one or two friends that you think would get value from it, we can reach the people that we're looking to reach. Thanks in advance. Talk tomorrow.